Well, at one time we had 1,400 works in the collection. Uh, it's down now to just over 800, partly because we've made gifts to the fine arts museums of over 650 works of graphic works. And we have given almost 30 very important paintings and sculptures to uh, San Francisco MoMA. The pop art collection is almost exclusively that we had in our collection is now in a gallery at the San Francisco MoMA. And we hope that we can continue to make gifts to institutions over time. The other thing that really has come to part of the philosophy is this collection sharing program. For instance, in the agreement that we have with the Fine Arts Museum is that they will conduct a collection sharing program as it relates to those 650-odd works of, of art. And they have set up a program, and uh, it has been, uh, I think, modestly successful at, up to this point. Some of the things that, well, for instance, the Denatured Show is a collection-sharing exhibition because works will come out of here from the Fine Arts Museum's gift that we had. They'll come out of here from the, the Anderson Collection, and uh, I think that's, that's substantially it. And we feel we can use these to advantage so, so that institutions can utilize these works for the enhancement of their exhibition programs. Not only that, but it's becoming more and more expensive to put on exhibitions. For instance, a little museum in Fresno or California to put on an exhibition, uh, which they have done a, a couple of times using utilizing the Anderson's collection or gift, uh, it makes it possible for them to have a, a major exhibition that ordinarily they would not be able to do. And we're especially interested in trying to uh, do the collection sharing with the smaller institutions as well. The Anderson Collection is not just of the New York School or the New, from New York. Uh, there is a major emphasis, and I think one of the distinctions that the Anderson Collection has, has the benefit of, is being here in California, being aware of what's happening in the California art scene. And so almost all of the, the works that we, we're you're going to have in the exhibition uh, are California artists. And, they're, and I like to think they're very major artists. When you look at some of these people that we can be talking about, for instance, I, I just want to tie in Richard Diebenkorn and Chuck Arnoldi as an example of a personal relationship. We have tried to stay away from, by the way, getting to know any artists before we've decided to collect them to try to maintain a certain amount of objectivity. Afterwards, for instance, uh, that's no longer the case. And the other, one of the other things we've tried to do is to collect people in depth. When I look at, for instance, on, a, on one of our little uh, trips to Los Angeles, we had scheduled in, uh, we had arranged a, a visit with Dick Diebenkorn. One of the works that you're having at the, the, the Nature Show is Ocean Park number 60, well, and also Untitled 1975. On this particular visit that we had to Dick Diebenkorn's studio, he was struggling with, he had any number of these paintings on paper. Uh, they were all up on, on the walls around his studio. And he was struggling 
And, and I think it was kind of a struggle. He'd paint a little bit, he'd rub it out, and he'd paint a little bit more, and then he'd go to the next one and so forth. But he was steadfast in terms of painting on paper or major paintings. And he kind of stayed with, with those mediums. And then, lo and behold, we went to Arnoldi studio, and this was our first exposure to the sticks. And I said to Chuck Arnoldi, I said, hey, Chuck, how come you don't do any work on, on canvas or on paper, painting on paper? He said, Huck, it's too damn hard to do something new and original on either canvas or on painting. People have been working on this thing, and it's just too hard. So basically, it does lead artists to seek other, other things. Diebenkorn remains steadfast in terms of his work on these things. But it was kind of interesting. You go from one and go to the next, and it's quite different. Uh, we got into Via Selman's pretty early on as far as buying her work. We like draftsmanship. Our philosophy is head and hands. In other words, what we're looking for in, in artists' work is the idea of the head, which is the idea, and the execution is in the hands. And I think that it does show up if you really investigate the Anderson collection. But with Via, uh, we got to know Via. And she's Latvian, I think it is, and she's really a great gal. With William Wiley, we started collecting William Wiley through Wanda Hansen, Hansen Gallery in, in San Francisco. And he's doing different things. And I think each work has a little kind of a little different message. But there is a message there. For instance, one of the first works that we, we bought through Wanda Hansen was The Lame and the Blind in Eden. Well, it's a great, it's a great watercolor, but it also has a great message of what the people in the world are doing to our planet. And I think that the messages that, that he has are, are quite different. Sam Richardson, we have one of the, uh, for instance, Sam was very much involved with, with what I call uh, the resin grouping, uh, people who were emphasizing resins. And I think that, I'd like to think of, at least in my own mind, that the use of resins was really begun in, in California, and both in, in Southern California and Northern California. And Sam did a lot, of, a lot of work having to do with resins, of which you have a couple of works in the, in the exhibition. Part of the thing that, uh, that has sort of guided us are, are two questions. One of them, have I, have I seen it before? If I've seen it before, it's copy. But most importantly, could I have thought of it? Those things are, are kind of, they run through the head and the hands. Could I have thought of it? Have I seen it before? The best of the best, my eyes see more. Period.